On June 2, 1863, a daring raid into Southern Territory resulted in the rescue of more than 750 enslaved people and the destruction of numerous plantations, mills, and other forms of Confederate infrastructure. If you think that's impressive, you should hear about the woman who led it. Welcome to American Esoterica. If history class gives you the January, this is the eh, seasonal affective disorder. The essential stuff in between, the personalities, events, and other ephemera that shape our history and culture. I'm Brian Powers. The Cumby Ferry Raid, and that's spelled C-O-M-B-A-H-E-E, -E, but pronounced Cumby, was daring even by the standards of the day. The raiding party traveled in boats up a torpedo-lined river into hostile enemy territory, destroying millions of dollars in southern infrastructure and rescuing over 750 enslaved people from the plantations there. The raiding party consisted of around 300 soldiers from the 2nd South Carolina Volunteers, an African-American regiment commanded by white Union officers, and the white 3rd Rhode Island Heavy Battery, all ostensibly under the command of Colonel James Montgomery. But there was someone else really running the party, and she would become the first woman in American history to lead a military operation. She was born Araminta Ross, probably in 1822 in Maryland. She went by Minty, but would later change it. A black woman born into slavery, Minty had escaped from bondage in 1849 and built a reputation as a conductor on the Underground Railroad. She was recruited personally by the governor of Massachusetts to spy for the Union, and in 1862, after the U.S. Navy had captured areas of South Carolina, she went to Beaufort, South Carolina, as a nurse volunteering to assist newly freed refugees. But her real work there was as an intelligence asset in the service of the United States Army, the first African-American woman to do so. Upon arriving in South Carolina, Minty had made it her mission to talk to every person who managed to escape from the Confederates. And in doing so, she built up a tremendous amount of intelligence about the area and recruited a network of spies, scouts, and river pilots. With the intelligence she gathered, she and Colonel Montgomery planned a raid, and on June 2, 1863, they, along with her intelligence network and the soldiers, took to three boats, entering St. Helena Sound. One boat ran aground early on, but those passengers boarded the remaining two boats. Minty and her pilots had plotted out the locations of known explosives in the river, as well as points near the shore where fleeing slaves would be hiding and they successfully navigated six miles up the Cumbie River to land at Cumbie Ferry. The two boats split up, and while some soldiers landed and torched every target in sight, especially the plantations of some prominent secessionists, Minty and about 150 black soldiers used rowboats to gather the enslaved folks who had come running at the sound of Lincoln's gunboats. Even in the chaos that ensued, they managed to bring 756 freedom seekers aboard for the trip back down the river. 
The gunboats fired on bridges and other infrastructure as they left. Confederate troops learned of the raid too late, and they only managed to prevent one person from escaping to freedom by shooting her to death as she ran. The next morning, in a church in Beaufort, Araminta Ross addressed the newly freed people she had helped rescue. We don't know what she said, but after the speech, about 150 of the men rescued in the raid joined up with the 2nd South Carolina Volunteers of the Union Army. The daring raid on Cumbie Ferry was a total victory, damaging the South while strengthening the forces that would defeat them. I would love to say that she got paid well for all of this, creating an unbeatable spy network, leading a military raid, risking her life in exceedingly hostile territory, but she was not. She earned $200 total for three years of service. She did receive a military pension for her second husband's service. Her pension claim was denied. Today at Cumbie Ferry, there's still a bridge named in her honor. Only it doesn't say Araminta Ross because at the time that wasn't her name. And I apologize for any disrespect I'm giving her by using it. At some point after she married John Tubman in 1844, she changed it to Harriet. This has been American Esoterica. All sounds were made by me, Brian Powers. Did I get it wrong? Did I get it right? just want to dispute my pronunciation of Cumbie? Drop me a note. The address is yell at americanesoterica.com. Thank you for listening and God bless America. <laughs>